Today's episode of Sports Headlines is presented by Podgo. What's Podgo? Well, Warner, Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. So you're telling me that if I include an ad from Podgo, they're going to tell me up front how much I'll make? Of course. If you apply today, actually, to become a member, you'll be immediately connected with advertisers that fit your audience. Really? So it'll be specified for my show and my type of podcast? Yeah. So all you have to do is go to podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot co, C-O. And when you apply, make sure you add our podcast, Sports Headlines, and the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right. I'll do that as soon as I can. Yep, again, that's podgo.co, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Let's get back to today's episode. What is going on, everybody? You're listening and watching to the most authentic question sports. I'm Sean Davis. It is draft season. It's been draft season for a little while now, but we are fully into it here. This is our second, technically our second top 10 list. Um, this is the first video on YouTube, um, and this will be a on podcasting platforms as well. If you guys want to see uh, my uh, my personal opinions on all these guys, I'm currently working on and in the process of uh compiling my own draft board. Um, I've probably evaluated about 50 to 75 uh, draft prospects as of right now. So guys, if you guys love the NFL draft, you can check out our YouTube channel at Sports Headlines. Go over to our Twitter. I have a lot of draft-related discussions over our Twitter page. That's at Sports Headline 8. You guys can go over to our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash Sports Headlines uh, if you guys love our draft content. But let's get into it here. Starting off with number 10. That's going to be Mr. Seth. Williams, uh, wide receiver out of uh, Auburn. Um, you guys can see, you guys see I have my grade from there, I have my draft value. And if you guys want to know more about the grade, the archetype, and what each of these grades mean, like, for example, SPD equals speed, uh, for, and, and all those other stuff in the colors, you guys can check that out in the description down below. But um, 6.57 for me for... Uh, Seth Williams, he's my number uh, 10 receiver uh, on this list. And what I like about Seth Williams, by the way, so you're looking at a boomer bust. It's kind of more of a lower risk, boomer bust prospect, or higher risk, I'm sorry. Um, and I think my pro comp for him has to be DJ Chark. Um, bigger bodier, bigger bodied wide receiver who, you know, you're going to throw a jump ball 50-50. You're going to target him in the red zone a lot. And, you know, he he, he kind of – he's kind of quick. I mean, he's not slow by any means. He's not incredibly fast. He's not going to do a whole bunch for you after the catch. Um, he has a pretty solid release. But, you know, you just, you just wonder with Seth Williams, is he going to be that first one in, last one out kind of mentality guy? Because he's shown some laziness on his tape. But Seth Williams, the chemistry he has, you throw the ball in his vicinity, he has solid hands. Um, it, it's just more to be desired here. He's not incredibly quick. He's not going to do much for you after the catch. And number nine here is a guy that I did not have on my list at, 
first. And then, you know, there, there was some draft talk about him. And then I decided, you know, pop on some of this tape. And number nine for me is without a doubt, uh, this guy has to be uh, Elijah Moore, uh, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Uh, he has a 6.58 for me. That is a, uh, uh, I'm sorry, that is a boomer bus higher risk more guy for me um and my, my, my pro comp for him is a uh, Debo Samuel um and what you see and yes Debo Samuel is a little bit more on the outside more of an outside receiver but the trace that they have is very very similar and I think Elijah Moore can be on the outside we just haven't seen it as much and which is why the release grade is going to be dropped a little bit. Like you see some of the stuff there, but since he's in the slot and he has that quick twitch, that speed, you know, and in college football, you know, they're a little bit more worried about that. They're not going to man him up, man up, press you. Um, and he's in the slot. So it's kind of a tricky situation, but he's kind of slot playmaker archetype build where you're going to scheme up touches for him. Um, so Elijah Moore, number nine, I think he'd be great. Uh, and I have to look at some of these wide receivers. If I'm Green Bay, shout out to Warner's team. If you're Green Bay, I don't think you need to go wide receiver in the first round now. I think you could go get you maybe Asante Samuel Jr., go get you another draft need at pick 29, which is, I believe, their pick. And then you go get you a maybe an Elijah Moore in the second round. Or maybe even a Diamond Brown in the second or third round as well as another guy I really, really like. Or Amari Rogers in the third round. So Elijah Moore kind of reminds me of this Debo Samuel type of player. You're going to scheme up touches for him. Really elusive after the catch. Um, and, and, for, and Warner said this when we were kind of, when I was, you know, something to be prepped before this. He doesn't look like he's 5'9", 185. He doesn't play like that. Um, he, he, he just doesn't. Uh, he He's one of the best contested catch guys. I believe he was ranked fifth in contested catches in their career among the uh, SEC, not just SEC, among the draft uh, wide receivers. And that's like putting him in names with Jamar Chase and, and others. So Elijah Moore, really like him. He was actually like at number 10, I believe. And just watching more, he has had to be bumped up here. All right, going into uh, number eight is Rondale Moore. Uh, wide receiver out of Purdue. And you look at some of his traits here. Uh, I have his confidence, Percy Harvin. Uh, shout, uh, that's a little throwback there. Percy Harvin, one of the more dynamic players in the past two decades, arguably, but due to health, um, it just the durability concerns for a guy that's smaller sized, and the injuries. I think this was the perfect comp. His durability got a D minus for me, hence that. But, 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 you get this man in space, he is as dynamic of a playmaker as you'll get. Um, I mean, worst case scenario, you're getting an elite kick returner. Um, and that's worst case scenario. I think he could do some really nice stuff for your offense as a receiver coming out of the slot or as a playmaker type, which is why I gave him a playmaker. He's the guy, again, scheme touches up for. You're going to want him in space. And, you know, he, he's not, he doesn't have the greatest release or he's not, he's not really a great route runner in general. But when you have a chance, especially in a second round, which I have my grade on for, 
Um, if you have a chance, it'll get you a dynamic game, potential game-changing uh, player at receiver, which is a premium position in this league. I think that's a gamble you take. And actually, here's something I want to mention. And I'll get to a little bit more when I talk about Jalen Waddle. But um, there's about five teams in the league that I would say are legit desperate for a receiver. I would say this. Uh, I don't know if you can say New York. So I guess Miami, New England, um, Miami, New England, maybe Chicago, because you're going to lose Allen Robinson, likely. Um, and then Philly and Washington, arguably. Unless you're one of those teams that desperately needs a receiver, right, and you're picking in the team, so if you're a team that could use one but doesn't need one, so like my Chargers, they could, we could use one. Um, if you're the Chargers, if you're the Vikings, Patriots kind of a weird situation, the Cardinals, where you could use a receiver but it's not necessarily a need, I would highly recommend, and, and Jalen Waddles there, which I would, that would not surprise me at all if he's still available when we get towards the mid-teens. So you talk about 13 to 16, which we're in charge pick to with the Cardinals pick. If he's in that range, and I'm one of those teams, you know, and you're the Cardinals, for example, who could use a corner. And this corner class is really, really good. So Caleb Farley, J.C. Horn, catch 13 if he falls to 16. You're the Chargers, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. You're the Vikings, maybe get a Trey Lance, et cetera, et cetera. I would rather take a gamble on Rondale Moore in a second round and use my first round pick and, you know, really try to build and improve at an area of my team or for the future of my team, then I would get a, uh, what's the right word, uh, a luxury, which would be Jalen Waddle. Nice player in Jalen Waddle, but I would take a gamble on Rondell Moore in a second round and use my first round pick if you're one of those teams, um, then I would get Jalen Waddle in one of those team spots. Because I've, I've seen some Jalen Waddle to the Chargers mocks and I almost threw up when I watched those. Anyway, let's go to number seven here. Terrace Marshall, uh, wide receiver out of LSU. Um, he's a, I have a second round grade on Terrace Marshall. He kind of has this, uh, he, 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 he's going to play on the outside. He can run, he can run almost any route in the route tree. But the problem with Terrace Marshall is he doesn't really do a lot of things like really, really well. And when he played really, really well, he had, granted, he played fine this year as well. But last year, he had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson at the one and two receivers, which kind of opened things up for him. He's not incredibly quick. He's not the best in, uh, after the catch. Um, but, and, and he, but he's a solid route runner. He's going to get obese. He, he can create some separation. Um, my count for him is Devontae Parker. So I think at best, you're getting a lower, a lower tier number one receiver, outside receiver, a low tier outside receiver, number one receiver is my, is my uh, upside for Terrace Marshall. Um, and I think he's uh, an unlikely high-end starter. Again, guys, go check out the, the grades, uh, the, the context of the grades in the description down below. Um, I'm sorry, I explored a little bit for you guys. Uh, number six, we go to Tyler Wallace here. And then you guys probably wonder, okay, where's Tyler Wallace at? Um, wide receiver out of Oklahoma State. Um, he's he's your typical uh, vertical deep threat. Kind of remind me of Preston Williams, and um, there's another guy they reminded me of, and, and the name is just not striking me right now. 
But Preston Williams kind of has that build. He's another guy. I think Tyler Wallace, if, if you use him the right way, if he gets in the right scheme, I think you're getting a lower tier uh, outside number one receiver. He specifically really only plays on the right side, vertical threat. He, what I really like about Tyler Wallace is he plays with some of that physicality um, and, and, and that, that, that swag and that toughness that I like. And he he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna show you in your face. He's gonna put it in your face, and he's gonna go up and catch every ball you throw at him. Put it in his vicinity. He's not the quickest guy in the world. He doesn't have that quick twitch, which is really what's bringing him down here. You look at his traits as a prospect. I'm fine with these traits. He's a really nice run blocker. His release you can work on. The route running you can work on. Um, the run out the catch. I mean, it's kind of hard to work on that, but. If he had more of that quick twitch, we could be talking about Tyler Wallace as a surefire first-round pick. Uh, I, I think he he will go earlier on in the second round. He's your vertical deep dive. If you need if you just need a deep threat, um, I think uh, you're looking at man. I don't know. Uh, just the team. I mean, maybe Tennessee. Like AJ Brown's kind of your do-it-all receiver, you know, jump ball, run after catch. He's kind of your do-it-all receiver. You're gonna lose Corey Davis, so Tennessee maybe. Um, you, you know, you're just look, you're looking for a team that you're gonna put. You want you want to push the ball down the field. Tyler Wallace is that guy, um, and you, you want to develop him. I think at best you're getting a a lower tier outside number one receiver as well. You guys already saw number five, but number five, Kadarius Tony. Uh, wide receiver out of Florida. He gets a 6.7 grade. So you're looking at Boomer Bust, I believe it is Boomer Bust, uh, lower risk. And he's a play, I have a playmaker archetype, more of a build on him. And my grade, or my comp rather, for Kadarius Tony is more Deontay Johnson. I call him Deontay Dropson over the years. But if you take out the drops, Deontay Johnson is a really nice player. And I think that's who, I think that's who. Kadarius Tony is um, a really nice uh, player. You're going to want to get him in space on those short to intermediate routes, scheme up touches for him. Kadarius, so he has he has that quick that quick twitch off the line of scrimmage. His real, and again, one of the thing when you have like any speed in college football, you know they're not you're not going to get pressed a lot, so it's kind of hard to see you know how that releases in man to man press situation, especially when you operate a lot out of the slot. Um, he, he has solid hands. I mean, obviously, the um, the uh, stuff at the Sneer Bowl is a little bit concerning, but for Kadarius Tony, what he can do in space as a route runner, just some of the routes he ran at the Sneer Bowl, how crisp they were, which is phenomenal to watch. Uh, you want to get him in space, and I think he's another guy you can put uh, in, in a New Orleans. That's a great fit, I think. One of those teams in, um, that runs this Kyle Shanahan as scheme, so like a, a Green Bay, like a, a, like a Rams. I think he would be great in one of those games on New Orleans as well. Um, so number four, here, let's go Jalen Waddle. I talked about him a little bit earlier. Um, he's the first guy that I think has – true high upside um, that I think is a lot more likely that he hits that high upside, that, that extreme high upside. He has that quick twitch. He is extremely fast. He's, he's a barn burner. Um, and, and, he, and he's just great. Um, 
to watch. But here's where my where my hesitancy comes for Jalen Waddle. Even when you do press him, I just don't see the release. I don't see the release. He's not very durable. The ankle injury, which is one of the worst injuries to have in this smaller build, um, I don't see it. I see Curtis Samuel slash Tyree. Tyree Kill is the ultimate, 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 ultimate uh, upside. Like that is, that's almost unrealistic at this point. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a whole bunch of people give him Tyree Kill comps. And I get it. Every team wants to find the net, is trying to find the next Tyree Kill. But I just don't really think it's realistic. Um, he's great at, after the catch and turning it to a runner, uh, converting, like catching the ball, turning it to a runner. Um, but the release, I think you're really only going to use him in those uh, intermediate to uh, to deep shot routes. So you're looking at a go route, maybe a double move, um, some crossing routes, which like him vertical slash playmaker. I don't really see him being used that much at all in that short to intermediate game, which like, I think now, I think the Giants is the perfect landing spot, especially since they lost um, – they just release uh golden tape i think this is the perfect fit the giants are probably the only team if he doesn't get drafted by the giants at 11 i think we could see a major fall because some of the draft like i just read a mock drafts that had Jalen waddle as a six pick in the draft and i'm like what so to me if he falls to like the cardinals to 16 that does not surprise me whatsoever but i mean if you if you if he stays healthy you put him in the right situation with, with like a Kyler Murray, a Daniel Jones, who are going to uh, use his his abilities to the best of their ability. A lot of abilities being thrown around there, but they, they use his strengths the right way, uh, the way they would use them in Arizona and, and in New York. I think you could get close to that Tyree Tyree Kill build that some people are just just loosely throwing around here. Um, I think Curtis Samuel, I, I like that a lot. I, I'm not seeing it with Jalen Waddle. And then you tack on the injuries as well. And, and again, I mentioned it earlier. If you're a team like the Chargers, the Vikings, the Patriots, maybe even the Cardinals, but I mean, by the time you get to like 16, 17, now you're like, okay, which I'd have to take them at this point, um, especially a team like the Cardinals. But th- that'll be two years in a row where you're like, oh, okay, he just he just fell in our lap last year with Isaiah Simmons. But I think they kind of learned their, their not necessarily mistake last year, but they should have went with offensive line last year. I get Isaiah Simmons is a great player, but I think they kind of regret not taking maybe a Jedrick Wills or a Tristan Wirfs. Um, so, but yeah, again, if you're one of those teams, I'd rather take a shot on Rondeo Moore in the second round and get maybe an offensive line if you're the Chargers or the Cardinals maybe or a corner. Um, in the, or if you're like the Vikings, the Patriots, get my quarterback situation down. I, I'm just not taking Jalen Waddle exceptionally high next up number three there's probably the biggest shocker this is my guy in this draft like uh they're they're my, this is my favorite wide receiver him elijah moore and probably tyler wallace are my three more favorite receivers in this draft class and number one i, I really like number one um it's more so the comp i just love the comp i have a number one but number three we have a shot bateman wide receiver out of uh minnesota uh He's 6.91, I believe that is a day one starter with uh, all pro potential. And my pro confirm is Keenan Allen. That's really who I see on tape. He is arguably the best route runner in this class. He has 
the best release, and it's not close. Um, uh, it might be a little close with number two, but he, he's the best route runner in this class, in my opinion. And what's really pushing him down is he's not incredibly fast at all. He's not slow, don't get me wrong, but he, he's not he's not really fast. Um, he does have that quick twitch, but again, it, it, again, it's just really reminiscent to Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen's not exceptionally fast, but they are great on the line of scrimmage. If you press them, they're they're gonna they're gonna have you fall on your butt. And I mean, put that in whatever terms you want. You know what I'm trying to say here. Um, they're they're gonna have you look it's crazy out on the football field. The way they run their routes, their release off the line of scrimmage. Um, I think he could. Uh, he's a top 15 pick for me. He probably won't go in the top 15. I think the Dolphins at 18 would be the perfect landing spot or a really nice landing spot for Rashad Bateman or or maybe Green Bay if he falls that far. You know, Green Bay gets uh, another Devontae Adams on the outside. I'll be Warner would complain too too much about that. Um, but yeah, and, and actually, for a guy, there's another reason why I really like the Keenan Allen comparison here. Keenan Allen, while he does have that speed, he makes guys miss in the run after catch. When he catches that ball, he's going up the field. He's going to make a couple guys miss. Maybe not in the ways like, for example, Elijah Moore, Kadarius Tony, Rondale Moore would in this draft class. But you know, he's going to make he's going to make a couple guys miss. He's going to fight for extra yardage. He's really really tough. Um, no really no big injuries on his resume. Um, I really like Rashad Bateman. I think a lot of people are really sleeping on Rashad Bateman. So he's he's my number three receiver. He's a top fifteen pick in my opinion. Um, he won't go that high, but Rashad Bateman is my guy in this draft. Number two, Devontae Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner. Um, vertical possession, you know, Stephon Diggs is my comp for him. And if it's not Rashad Bateman, Devontae Smith is the best route runner in this draft class. Um, and he has the best release if it's not for Rashad Bateman in this draft class as well. But the difference, the biggest difference between Devontae Smith and Rashad Bateman is Devontae Smith can use his speed. He has some of that quick twitch, and you combine that with the elite route running compared uh, similar to Rashad Bateman. And, and he, he's not – he doesn't have made many big injuries. Yeah, I think he dislocated his finger in the national championship game. That's not nothing where I'm going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm nervous about him. Um, he's really nice run after catch. He has some of that contested catch ability. Um, that we, we've seen it this year. And he was producing last year when they had Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs. And then this year, he just blew up this year. Um, top 10 pick, in my opinion. I think if he doesn't go to the Eagles, I honestly don't think, I mean, if I'm Tua, I don't want Devontae Smith because it seems like all the Alabama receivers are just dogging Tua right now. Um, I think he's the top 10 pick. I think he the perfect scenario for him is Philly. Put him as that separator out. So you already have your more scheme up touches guy, deep threat, and Jalen Rieger. Now you, you give Jalen Hurts his outside playmaker, not, not playmaker, that outside guy is going to run routes, going to get separation and get open. And it has some of that chemistry as well. And the number one, I think there was no doubt in your mind, number one is Rashad Bateman. I quit. Number one. Is Jamar Chase. My comp for him is AJ Brown. 
And I love this comp so, so much. Um, they have this, and, and noted, if you guys can see there, I gave him an additional grade physicality, which is he, he attacks the ball at the catch point so well. It's just so beautiful to watch him go up and snag balls out of defenders' hands, literally. Um, he's not as crisp of a route runner. I'm saying he's bad, but he's not as crisp as a route runner as Devontae Smith and as Rashad Bateman. But he's going up and going to kill you at the at the catch point. Um, he has nice hands. He's he, he's not the fastest guy in the world, but he he has some speed and that quick twitch. He's great after the catch. Very similar to AJ Brown. And there's some recency bias. Like yeah, Devontae Smith about Jamar Chase. I think that's really recency bias because Jamar Chase, in my opinion, is just so far not far ahead. But I think he is the number one receiver. I think the only scenario I think you could put Devontae Smith number one. It's maybe can't even say production because Jamar Chase was doing similar stuff last year, but he he played this year and he's the Heisman Trophy winner. I think that's one of the few. I mean, and the route running maybe, but here's the thing with Jamar Chase. He can be he'll probably be the second or second or first or second best player in this draft class. Um, and and one of the things that you know is still unknown for scouts and why scouts might you know overthink it a little bit and by picking Devontae is because when evaluating Jamar Chase, you have to use his last year's tape, 2019-20 tape, right? whereas Devontae Smith, you use more his, recent, more his more recent tape and see that progression, right? If, if Jamar Chase improved his route running, he got a little bit quicker. If those things improved, you look at DeAndre Hopkins, I feel, if some of those things go, but we can't see that. We didn't get to see that growth from still the best wide receiver prospects last year to this year, we, we didn't get to see that growth on tape. Um, and, and that's one of the things that's really, and yeah, and, and, and that's why the opt-out situation, you're not gonna knock those guys personally um, that opt-out, so you're, not, you're not gonna knock Jamie Newman, quarterback who was who's probably coming into the season, quarterback three, getting talks about being a quarterback three or at least four, quarterback four coming in the year, for, uh, possible first round pick, but he opted out. Zach Williams took the world on by, by, uh, by storm. Kyle Trask had a decent year. Um, crap, Mac Jones had a great year. So now Jamie Newman, you're lucky if he's a top 10 quarterback now by for some people's standards. Gregory Rousseau, yeah, he looks raw, but that's because the tape we have on Gregory Rousseau is freshman Gregory Rousseau, right? And then now here with Jamar Chase, so it's just really hard to determine what we are at, what development he's he's had. Either way, he's the number one receiver, but I'm just saying that if his route running has improved and if he's gotten any faster, you may be looking at DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion. But yeah, that was the video, guys, slash episode. I had a blast watching the film on these guys. I really enjoy the draft process again guys if you guys want to know more about my opinions on each of these guys make sure you guys go over our patreon page with patreon.com slash sports headlines can have some more stuff uploaded there for you guys and for right now that's all by the way tomorrow mod draft special i can announce now i'm about to announce on twitter here in a couple minutes uh brentley wiseman former los angeles Chargers scout and current scout and nfl draft analyst for the draft network gonna be having some fun for him Episode 80, 
eight this was for podcast side. And we're on the road to SH100. Big things coming. Thank you guys for watching and peace out.